How to Know Yourself Well by Ayan Farbar Knowing yourself is not just about understanding your personality or the person you are. It's about knowing why you have this personality and how you have become that person. Once you realize that, you'd be able to transform your personality to become who you really want to be. Hi, this is Ayan Farbar. I'm glad you're here. This channel is about self-realization and honoring a life purpose and meaning. If you're interested in these topics, please subscribe to stay connected. Your support is the foundation of this channel and encourages me to create more content in the future. Today, we want to focus on self-knowledge and how we can know ourselves better. Self-knowledge is essential in life because aspects of our personality that we are unconscious about has more influence on quality and direction of our life. This is reflected in a quote from C.G. Jung which reads, Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So until we get to know ourselves better, the quality and direction of our life remains at the mercy of our feelings, thoughts, and beliefs, all of which can be affected by the external events happening around us. Knowing yourself is not about understanding who you are now, but rather realizing how you became who you are and why. Or saying it differently, knowing yourself is not about understanding your personality type, or knowing what or who you like or dislike. It is rather about knowing whether your personality reflects who you truly are and knowing why you like or dislike certain things or certain individuals. This presentation is meant to bring awareness to this important distinction. It explains how our personality is formed and how we can use curiosity and self-reflection to better understand ourselves. More specifically, we cover the following topics. Understanding how we became who we are. How to use compassionate curiosity to know yourself better. And how to invite self-reflection to get to know yourself. Let's go over these. Understanding how we became who we are. We are born to this world with a set of innate gifts and potentialities. These gifts and potentialities are a part of our nature, like seeds that are planted in our soul, looking to sprout and bloom in the course of our life. Unfortunately, for the reason explained here, Many of us never become aware of these gifts and potentialities to create space for them in our life. This is because from an early age and as we grow up, we find ourselves in constant interactions with adults and the world around us. These interactions and the feelings or beliefs attached to them gradually shape our personality and how we perceive ourselves. So, in a way, 
we usually end up becoming not the person we want to become, but the one we had to become in order to safely navigate the difficult turns in our life. Through time, we had to learn to feel, think, or believe in certain way, because they helped us adapt and fit in, especially during our childhood and adolescence years, when we were more dependent on others. Unfortunately, as a part of this process, our innate gifts and potentialities were forgotten or got suppressed. For example, if I was born with an innate artistic talent, but my parents, guardians, or teachers did not help me nourish it or discouraged me from pursuing it, I may never realize my artistic talent and become someone who is uninspired in life no matter what I manage to accomplish. As another example, if I was someone who genuinely cared about the well-being of others, but ended up not receiving that care in return when I needed it, I may end up withdrawing from people around me or become an emotionally cold person no longer caring about others as much. These examples show how our personality is gradually shaped, especially through our difficult experiences, disconnecting us from our true nature and our innate gifts and potentialities. The more difficult and emotionally charged our past experiences were, the more disconnected our personality becomes from who we truly are or meant to be. Because of this, our current personality may not be an ideal representation of who we really are. But all of these can change if you're open to become more curious about our personality and where our strongest feelings, thoughts, and beliefs originated from. Fortunately, we can all do that through self-reflection and compassionate curiosity. How to use compassionate curiosity to know yourself better. We usually experience ourselves through our feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. These are expressions of various parts of our personality. As various organs and parts in our body collectively form our body, various parts of our personality holding our feelings, thoughts, and beliefs collectively form our personality and how we view ourselves. To know yourself better, you need to get to know various parts of your personality, especially those that hold strong feelings or self-critical beliefs about you, others in your life, or the world. This is possible through self-reflection and compassionate curiosity. Compassionate curiosity is a form of curiosity which is free from any judgment or agenda. When we are compassionately curious about something or someone, we become a compassionate observer who is there to listen and to witness what happened. As a metaphor, if I feel some pain in my hand, it is natural for me to turn my attention and curiosity toward my hand and become a compassionate observer of it to find what happened to it which caused that pain. Similarly, we can also turn our attention and compassionate curiosity 
toward a specific feeling, thought, or belief in our mind, to listen to its story and know why it's there. Techniques like IFS are proven to facilitate such connection. Through this process, we can engage in an inner dialogue with parts of our personality behind these feelings, thoughts, or beliefs, understand how they came about, what they do for us, and why they do that. Let's consider an example to clarify this process. Imagine I'm someone who is sensitive and gets frustrated when people misunderstand me. People around me have noticed this sensitivity and are now careful and not fully honest with me. I have two choices when it comes to this sensitivity. Either I accept it as the way I am and expect others to understand that, or I can become curious to know more about this sensitivity and why it even exists in me. If I become curious about it, I may notice that this sensitivity has been with me for many years, going back to when I was in elementary school. If I reflect back, I may remember a day during that time when I was wrongfully blamed for an accident that was caused by my classmate. I may remember how my younger self was desperately trying to explain himself to his teacher. But the teacher did not listen and unfairly punished him. I can notice how misunderstood and upset my younger self felt back then. As I have him in my mind, I can extend my compassion to him, let him know that I understand him and see if he is open to let go of emotional loads of that day. When my younger self let go of the emotional load of that day, I may no longer feel as sensitive as I used to be. We cannot change the difficult events in our past, but we can change how we view those events by letting go of their emotional load. Self-reflective curiosity like this helps you notice parts of your personality that hold negative feelings or beliefs from the past, feelings or beliefs that may no longer be relevant given the level of your wisdom and maturity today. The most important point here is to realize that things that happened to you in the past don't have enough merits to affect your future. So you need to do your best to identify and let go of the emotions attached to those events. And you can do that through self-reflection. How to invite self-reflection to get to know yourself. In this section, we go over a few practices that help you become more curious about your feelings, thoughts, or beliefs. Knowing yourself can be life-transforming, but requires an open heart and courage to look inside. So please use discretion and make sure you're fully comfortable with doing these contemplative exercises on your own. To start this process, you need to notice and become curious about an aspect of your personality, maybe a negative feeling or self-critical belief you notice in you 
Consider meditating or journaling about this feeling or belief. Ask yourself what is the worst thing that can happen to you if you simply stopped feeling or believing that way. Consider contemplating on any answer that comes to your mind. Imagine a younger version of yourself in your mind that is experiencing that feeling or belief. Maybe the youngest version of you that could have experienced that feeling or belief in the past. How young is this version of you? Contemplate on why that age is relevant to this feeling or belief. Was there any event from back then that started this feeling or belief in you? Make a note of that event. Consider going through your childhood pictures and check if that feeling or belief was present in you back then. If so, at what age and why? Imagine yourself as a compassionate parent, having a child who is embodying the same feeling or belief and telling you about it. As a parent, what you feel you should say to your child in response to that. Listen and make a note of whatever you would want your child to know. That piece of wisdom is also something the part of yourself that has that feeling or belief needs to hear. This exercise may be imaginative, but it helps you awaken the inner wisdom already present in you. If you feel comfortable, consider meditating or doing shamanic journeying with the intention to receive more insights related to this feeling or belief. Shamanic journeying is an effective way to access insights from the unconscious dimensions of your being. Consider contemplating on these and even come up with your own creative ways to stimulate self-reflection in you. Through this process, you gradually become more aware of all aspects of your personality and can help them transform to better align with the life you truly deserve and wish to manifest. Closing Remarks In closing, I hope you have found the ideas presented here useful. The most important takeaway here is that knowing yourself is not about how you would feel about different things, think in certain way, or believe in something, but rather to realize exactly why you feel this way, think that way, or believe in what you believe. Knowing yourself is not about noticing what is currently present in you, but understanding why it is there and how you can help it transform. Your inner peace and clarity will emerge naturally following this understanding. If you have found this presentation useful, please like and share it with your like-minded friends. Please subscribe to my channel and share your thoughts and comments. For more information about myself and my life mentorship practice, please find my bio link in the description below. Blessings.